0: We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps, And
1: I want us to read from Second Timothy chapter 2. Let's start in verse 23. Paul speaking, he says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. But now, you know, you can't always avoid foolish and unlearned questions. So some of the things that we're going to talk about in this session will come up, and some of the questions you'll be asked about these scriptures will be foolish questions. But then, I guess, no question's foolish if you don't know the answer to it. But to you, it may seem foolish sometimes especially when you get insight into it. But now, notice what he says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. See, you have to teach people where they'll be willing to acknowledge the truth. Now, I'm going to say this again. I've said it several times in different ways, but I want to say it again. You can win an argument sometimes, and you can prove your point. But if you're so dogmatic about it, you may lose the individual. They may not receive what you had to say. You may be right, and you may be able to prove you're right from Scriptures. But the Bible says, Proverbs says, the sweetness of the lips increase learning. So if you've won the argument and lost the individual or got them to where they wouldn't receive what you said, then you've really failed. So we have to be careful in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. Don't go over as being so high and almighty and, and I just know so much more than you do until I'm just putting you down and showing you where you're wrong. Sure, people are wrong about some ideas. You've been wrong about some things. And you didn't like it when people talked to you the way some of you talk to other people about it. Because, see, we've all been there. Now, notice that he goes on to say that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. In other words, the devil has taken these people captive. Now, that's no mystery to you because some of you were taken captive by the same way. Religious ideas, religious thinking about certain scriptures in the Bible and they held you in bondage. Now, that's why we call this kicking over sacred cows because sacred cows are worshipped in India. They wouldn't dare eat them. They worship them. Some people worship the Bible, wouldn't dare believe what it said. They just worship it. (laughs) Well, now let's get into it. James chapter 1. Let's start there. Let's talk about the trials and the tests that come our way in this life. Listen to what James said about it. Verse 1. James, a servant of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren. Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Notice it didn't say, the trying of your faith makes it stronger. But now that's what most people believe, that when your faith is tried, it makes it stronger. Well, now, you may come out of a trial stronger, but it was because you acted on the Word of God, not because of the trial. It just gave you an opportunity to prove the Word of God work. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, notice he says, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations. He didn't say count it all joy when you run and jump into it. That's what some people do. They didn't fall into it. They knew it was there and they run jumped into it. We're to avoid these situations. But he said if you fall into temptation, test, or trial, count it joy. Count it joy knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. But you see, if you don't know that the trying of your faith will bring the force of patience into play, then you'll be all upset about the situation. And we've all been that way. But you have to know that the trying of your faith will work patience. Now, patience is a spiritual force. It comes into play when you're in a trial or a test of faith. In other words, it means to be constant through the trial. You started out believing that my God has met my need according to His riches in glory. You've got your promise here. You've set your goal. My God has met my need. But then, a week later... Looked like everything, all hell broke loose and you lost your job and what else happened? And then your faith begins to sag like a bridge without a pier under it. Unless patience comes into play. No, he didn't say the trying of your faith perfects it. He said it works patience. It causes the force of patience to come into play. And that patience, force of patience... Will be like a pier under a bridge. It'll hold it up when there's a long span of time from the time that you believe you received until the time you did actually receive. Patience undergirds your faith like a pier under a bridge. It helps you to remain constant in what you believe and what you started out to believe. Well, James said, Count it all joy when you fall into temptation. Now, let's go to the 6th chapter of Matthew because... I think there's some things here that Jesus said to add some light to this. When Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, in verse 9, he said, After this manner therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now here's a passage of scripture that tells you to pray for the kingdom, or actually it didn't tell us to pray that way, it told the disciples to pray that way. Pray that the kingdom of God will come. And that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, see, it is the will of God that it be on earth as it is in heaven. Now, there are people that come to you with all kinds of questions. And they say, well, isn't it God's will for us to always be in trial and test? Isn't it the tests and trials that makes us grow in life and make us more like Jesus? No. It's simply not. No, it's the test and trials that is trying to get the Word out of you and trying to get you to fail and trying to get you to go back into sin. You see, Jesus said that in the fourth chapter of Mark. He said, Satan comes to steal the Word. It's Satan coming to steal the Word through trials, through tests, through problems of life. You see, when everything's going well... You don't find people giving up and going back on God when they're winning victories and things are going well. It's when they're in problems and troubles and trials and tests of life that they usually foul out in the game of life and quit. Well, Jesus said for the disciples to pray the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, if Jesus said for the disciples to pray that way, then that has to be the will of God, doesn't it? I mean, Jesus wouldn't tell his disciples to pray something that was out of the will of God. So this verse of scripture right here is one of the most profound scriptures in the whole Bible in teaching concerning God's will for the earth. That the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, if you follow this on down, notice in verse 13. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Now, he said, pray that God won't lead you in any way that you be tempted, tested, or tried. He said, deliver us from evil. Now, right in the middle of this verse of Scripture, He says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, why would He be talking about temptation and all of a sudden just change it to evil? He's calling the temptation, the test, and the trial, evil. There's no good in it. It's not designed for any good. Oh, you may become stronger after a trial, after a test. You may end up being stronger, but it's because you acted on the Word of God. It's not because of the trial or test. There was no power, no ability in that trial or test to make you more like Jesus. It was your decision, you're making a decision to act on the Word of God that caused you to come out of it stronger. Now, let's follow this. If he said, pray that you not be led into temptation, then it's not God's will for us to be led into temptation. He's telling you to pray that God won't have you in a situation where you'd be tempted in a certain area. See, God knows your weakness. God knows the situations in your life where you're strong and where you're not as strong as other things. There's some people that there's some things they just can't hardly resist. And he said that individual ought to be praying that God would lead them away and get them a job where they wouldn't even be exposed to that now that's what he's referring to now let's go back to this the kingdom of God come the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven now if it is the will of God for it to be done in earth as it is in heaven then just ask yourself how is it in heaven is there any trials any tests there any problems of life up there no there not be any up there then that tells us something about God's will for the earth if it's God's will for it to be on earth the same as it in heaven then the same will for heaven is the will for the earth. And the same will for the earth will be the will that is already in heaven. If it was God's will for you to always be in a trial, always be in a test, just always having problems here on earth, then you better get ready for it when you get to heaven because that way will be in heaven if that is in fact the will of God. But we know that's not true because you read the back of the book, you find out those things won't be in heaven. Then since that's true, and what Jesus said here is true, that the will of God for the earth is the same will as it is for heaven, then when you get to heaven, you're not going to have any trials and tests and troubles and problems, and that's the will
0: of God for the earth. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our offer all of this week is offer number 7217. That's 7217. It's called, The Others of Hebrews 11. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. The others of Hebrews 11. Well, what is this about? Well, let's read what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 33 says, talks about all these people who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained the promise, stopped the mouth of lion, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Someone said, well, you see, what happened to the others of Hebrews 11? Why couldn't they be delivered? Well, it says they didn't accept deliverance. Now, let me give you a little insight into this. There are other things involved. But you remember the Apostle Paul one time was let down the wall because a garrison of armies surrounded the city at Damascus. They let him down in a basket down the wall, and he escaped. So God provided a way of escape, and he took it. But then... The Holy Ghost began to say in every city he went and preached. Says, "Don't go to Jerusalem. If you do, you're going to be bound, and problems are going to be upon you and your ministry." And he said, "Doesn't bother me. I'm going anyway." So he took away the way of escape in some places, in other places he didn't. Now, I suppose he considered that it was more important to preach the gospel there than it was to stay away from the trouble that came to him. But what I want to point out is the fact that others were tortured not accepting deliverance. And it says that they might obtain a better resurrection. Now, this could mean that they just simply had to deny Christ if they were delivered. That's offer number 7217. It's entitled, The Others of Hebrews 11. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon.